Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight we'll be discussing games that are cringy that we happen to like and reviewing our retro like game Mario Kart 64 for the Nintendo system. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Jenny. So, um, mostly the usual here for me. Uh, although I do have to report that the new Big Phasma update that dropped is flipping amazing and extremely difficult. Um, they announced or they dropped Nightmare Mode, which was announced previously as something that was coming, but nobody really knew what it meant other than it sounded really difficult. Um, so basically, Nightmare Mode takes away the possibility of locking in evidence to know exactly what ghost you're hunting. So you have to kind of guess and use little clues that you might pick up on during the game to figure out what kind of ghost it is because that third piece of evidence is no longer given to you. Um, the ghosts are smarter, again, angrier, scarier. There's a new ghost model, which is like a see-through person, like think Invisible Man, if you've seen that movie. Um, they make a lot of different noises now. One of them groans differently. One of them just like raspy breathes while it's hunting for you. One of them sings. One of them cries. And one of them is whispering, where are you, over and over and over again, which is one of the creepier ones. <laughs> um, it's it's very difficult. It is absolutely a huge challenge. It's for someone who has played this game a ton on professional mode and feels like they're always speedrunning it because it really isn't much of a challenge. This is this is a huge challenge. It's very difficult to, to get it correct on Nightmare Mode. So I would definitely recommend for any of our Phasmo fans out there that have not tried it yet, um, if you want a challenge, Nightmare Mode is for you. Um, it's not something that I would recommend someone play like constantly because you will die a lot and lose a lot of your money. But every once in a while, if you want the challenge, I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, we're we're getting closer, hopefully, to coming out of coming out of early release. I cannot wait for that day so I can force more people to play with me. But until then, I'll enjoy my my game on Steam. Um, aside from Phasmo, still playing through the other horror oh, games like I'm Devour. Sorry, I'm back. Yep. Jen, what yes. games are you playing? What <laughs> Mark, I'm going to have to talk about it all over again from scratch, just so you could hear all of the new and exciting updates for Phasmo. <laughs> uh, besides Phasmo, I've been playing the other usual horror games like Devour and Ghost Hunters Corp. Um, still a lot of fun with both of those. I have not played Dead by Daylight in two weeks. Ooh. Are you having withdrawals? No. So oh, at no. first I was. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. At first I was because the game the game has just been so broken lately. Like I, I know I've talked about this before. They introduced an MMR system, so that's been kind of annoying in general. But between the updates and the hot fixes and this patch is broken and then this patch is released, but the rest of the game broke and Steam had an issue on its update day where the game wasn't working. It was just it's just issue after issue. So I'm not really missing it right now. I'm kind of annoyed with it. But they did announce. So there's this account called Leaks by Daylight. If anyone's out there who's a fan of DBD that hasn't heard of this. If you don't like things being a surprise for you, Leaks by Daylight is pretty accurate at coming out with leaks, as you may guess, for the game. So we have Chapter 22 coming up where they're announcing an original killer and survivor. So they announced what the original killer is supposed to be. Um, or what its current stage of development is, which is interesting, I think. And then they announced Chapter 23 is going to be licensed, and it's supposedly going to be a Conjuring chapter, 
which is pretty exciting for me because the Conjuring movies are some of my favorite horror movies. Um, and it may be the nun from the Conjuring and uh, Vera Flaminga's character as the survivor. That's like what's being speculated on right now. So I think that's exciting to look forward to. Maybe it'll rekindle my love of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, but other than that, I've been playing Back for Blood and It Takes Two with you guys on stream. And then, of course, Mario Kart, which we'll talk about later. But uh, that's really it for me. A lot, a lot of Phasmo. So that's been taking up most of my time. I mean, as long as you're still enjoying Phasmo, I, if it sounds like you're deep, you're you're really down on DVD right now. So, yeah, I am pick something else. Up. It's disappointing to say that because, you know, I mean, I was obsessed with that game. I have like probably 1500 hours in that game or something crazy like that maybe more maybe 2000 i don't know but um yeah it's been frustrating i just i don't i don't know it's it, several things frustrate me about it but it literally being broken to the point where i can't even boot it up is the most frustrating thing that's been happening to me lately so that would I'm just seem giving to it a be break. that would seem to be a reason why you couldn't play it yeah yeah most people would have a hard time playing a game that won't if turn it on yeah if it doesn't boot up <laughs> Yeah. Um, I triple platinum yeah. Meg, so I'm done too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jen, suggestion for a game for you. Sure. I've heard good things about Inscription. Really? I don't think I've heard anything about it, so I'm happy to check it out. What kind of game you, is that? Uh, from it, horror? Basically, best description I can is you are in a cabin and you're trying to escape by beating demons at a card game. Oh. Uh Oh, we just raided a streamer who was playing that. And Tom, once we booted into her stream, he looked at it and he said, this seems like your kind of game, Jen. <laughs> so oh, I will have to check it out. Heard really good things about it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, we got a new game for Jen to play. Mark, how about you? Yeah, so um, a lighter um, list this week um, because um, I believe I was setting up to do my final run on Deathloop on our last podcast. Um, and I finally beat it in two um, tries um, on the final run. Yay. Congrats. I probably would have beat it in one try, um, but I I knew where someone was and I jumped up through a hole in the ceiling. And when I got to the top, there were five people there and they all shot me. <laughs> That's um, so at that point, I was like, can't come up from the house. Gotta come up from the outside. Um, so once I did that, I was great. The um, the best part was, it, I'm sure we've all had these moments, and this is for the audience too. When I killed the last visionary, I all of a sudden got nervous. And I'm like, like, like fuck, is there, fuck. Is there, is there something else coming? No, 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 more like, fuck, I can't die. Can't die. Oh, because oh, wanna... right, you have to get out. That's yeah, right. I was like, I don't have, I don't want to do this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I'm, I'll tell you about it in a minute, but I had the same the same thing happen. <laughs> so because it's like the end of the game, you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I just kind of did the go invisible sprint when my thing ran out, go invisible. <laughs> and just uh, almost I killed myself uh, uh, trying to jump by where there was a mine. And yeah, it was a problem. But I got out and the ending's pretty cool. There's multiple endings. Um Depending on decisions you make, um, I'm guessing, so, I'm guessing you're going to have the worst one. No, no, the they're not very different. Um, there's like slight variations on what actually happens. Um, it, it's not it's not like anything. It's not like Mass Effect Three, where the three endings are you know different. very different. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a really good game. Probably my game of the year. 
um, so far. Um, really, really liked it. And I do still think about it, uh, but probably won't go back um, because there are plenty of other things i got to play before the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, two runs. Um, like I was saying on streams and on here, once I kind of figured out the path to do it, it was pretty simple. It was just about not putting yourself in a stupid situation and getting surrounded. Um, and yeah, then I watched a speedrunner do it and I was like, fuck, that was so much easier. Well, yeah, um, but, you know, but it was just like how easy it took them. It, they beat the game in 20 minutes. Um, wow. That sounds crazy from what you guys have been talking about. But they do like glitches break, like sequence breaking, um, okay. like getting through walls before you're supposed to be able to get through them. Oh, well, um, okay. you know, that's how they do it in 20 minutes. But still, he's got to do the full run to actually beat it. Like mm-hmm. there's no skipping that. Um and just like he kills the, the first person in the hangar a way I didn't even think was possible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that is. A, oh, oh. <laughs> and now I want to go back and see if I can kill him that quickly. Not in 20 minutes, but to, like do that the way he kills that person. Um, but yeah, really love the game. Um, so outside of that, I've been playing. I really like the hockey game this year. Um, I know I've seen other people like not really feeling it um, from people I respect. Um, in terms of their thing, but I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. The like I said, the I think I said it on here on the stream. The uh, the drafting AI for the expansion draft is broken because it gave me a chance to draft Alexander Ovechkin as the yeah, as the Seattle Kraken, and I'm like, oh yeah, because Washington would expose him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but that was fun. So um, yeah, the hockey feels good. I mean, there's still a lot of soft goals with the goalies, but um, hopefully patches will, will work with that or, or I'll find like a way to do sliders. Um, like I've had to do in the past to make the goaltending more fair. Um, it's but yeah, still, wait to, yeah, it still blows my mind to this day that the best NHL game of all time is from. That's probably the most fair game. It's hundred percent crazy, crazy to me. And, it's, and that's even got an exploit, yeah. um, in it. But, um, yeah, that's probably the most, the, the game where your skill, you know, is, um, is put to the test, but, um, yeah, the, uh, so I've been playing through those games. Um, I spent most of my time the last two weeks, to be honest, um, writing for stranger Damies. Um, so most of my free time has been, uh, cooking up that session. Uh, so I have not been able to jump into age of the empires four, which I really want to do. Um, looking forward to that and, uh, looking forward to Forza. Um, you gave me some awesome news, which you'll talk about more um, in your section. Yep. That makes me even more excited. Um, and uh, the, I was just thinking, it was, oh, I may purchase the Call of Duty game. Why? Why would you do that? Because I got really into Call of Duty multiplayer for the Modern Warfare, and now it's just full of cheaters, and I need a new game. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not any good at it, but I just really like playing it. And now it's just a lot of really good players in it. And most of them are probably cheating in the Modern Warfare multiplayer. Um, so but I'm going to pick it up for the PS5 just because um, it'll come with Warzone. And the Warzone on, on the computer kept fucking with my uh, system. So um, and probably the PS5 probably has a better video card than my my computer, to be honest, um, at this point in it. So um yeah, yeah, that's about it. Looking forward to 
basically some of the games coming out the rest of the year and getting ready for our game of the year discussion in about a month or so. Um, as I, I solidly have my top five at this point. Um, I'll, be, I'll be lucky if I have top two. I'll be lucky if I have a top. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing on this podcast, folks. I play a lot more new games <laughs> than the two of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's one game which will tie into my games in, in the topic is is I do want to find time to uh, purchase Tales of Arise. Um, the new game, I've only heard really good things about it. And it uh, the craziness in all the right ways that I love Tales games. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's and um, I was going to pick up Inscription, but I'm more excited to see Jen play it or listen to her thoughts. All right. Well, hopefully. So, yeah. Tom, that's what, that's what Britt was playing the other night, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what she was playing. OK, so, Tom. So uh, Forza. So details. I got early access to Forza Horizon 5, not for any special reason, but people who have Game Pass could purchase like a. The add-on passes that you're going to want to buy anyway later. So I bought them early, and I don't have to pay for the game because of Game Pass. So it got me four or five days early access. So I've been playing it pretty much nonstop since it came out. If you're listening to this on Monday, Thursday night, I, I've been playing it since then. And it is awesome. I'm so happy that they that they didn't screw it up. That's always like the the problem with Forza is like you, you're just praying that they don't do something stupid that causes the game to not be good. But anyway, uh, for Mark, uh, I, he, the, the only thing he's been talking about doing is driving up ruins and jumping off them. And I have some good news. You can do that. Well, at least I found one that you can do it on. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I really hope they have the really tall staircase ones. The Aztec or Mayans, wherever they are in Mexico, um, ruins. That's all I want. Yeah, it's little things. Yeah. So, granted, they kind of gamify it and they make it a ramp, but still, you're driving up the ruins, so doesn't matter. They, they let you do it. Uh, you, you. I've driven through a, an active volcano already. It's it's pretty cool how they're using weather and using like the biomes. That's the big thing in this one is the biome, but. Because I've played so many Forza games before this, they give you, like, cars, depending on which games you've played. So since I've played pretty much every game, I've got, like, 12 cars right off the bat, so I didn't have to spend any money on cars while... Like, usually the first thing you do in a Forza game or any racing game is buy your first car, but I didn't have to do that. They give you a car to start, but then I had, like, 10 other cars that I had at my disposal if I needed them, which was so... Uh, it pays you, to play uh, older games. Do you get to customize your license plate? Yes. Can you use numbers? Yes. Is it a five number limit? No. Please. Is your license plate going to read eight zero zero eight five? No. No. <laughs> mm, okay. That'll be, it'll be six nine four two four two zero. Yeah. <laughs> four twenty sixty nine, baby. Uh, but yes, you Maybe can. Maybe I put some XXs. At the you end. can do whatever you want, Mark. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. I think it's, I think it's a six. It's either six or seven num letters and numbers. But yeah, you you can you can customize pretty much everything in this game, which again is one of the big draws, uh, especially for you, Jen. Like you can do all different vinyl wraps and stuff on cars and painting, and yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff. You're so, speaking my language. I'm here for it. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Uh, I'm really, I really. By the way, there's a streamer mode on the game, also. Oh, that's awesome. 
so like it'll it won't play the the music that's copywritten and and Perfect. stuff like that. Yeah, is so it as ever... awesome as the streamer mode for uh, um, uh, Life is Strange True Colors? I don't know what the streamer mode is on that. They uh, took all the licensed music out, and there's like two or three scenes where people are like air guitaring and stuff, and there's just silence. <laughs> that's great. No, I don't think it's like that. I think there's fill in music or something. I'm not really sure. I you should look up some of them clips, Jen. They're pretty good. I will. But yeah, so Forza Horizon 5 so far, been awesome. Uh, I've been playing on my Xbox One X. I haven't tried it on PC yet. I'll probably be doing that tonight, see how it runs on there, and then maybe we'll get a stream in at some point, uh, th- depending on if everybody enjoys it. Uh, but yeah, having a lot of fun with that. So far, if you can't guess, that's my game of the year so far. Uh, but on a lighter note for Deathloop, I have made some progress. Ooh. I I killed two visionaries and I kept both of their powers. Nice. So I'm feeling a little better about the game right. I I took the advice from our friend Jonathan. He said to try to kill Igor and Mark also said this as well, try to kill Igor cuz there's no NPCs in those levels in that level. And you get his power which is to become invisible for a short amount of time. And my god, how helpful that has been. <laughs> Told you. It's, I use I must have used it a hundred times in the the like the next playthrough I did. Wow. Just because they you get seen so easily, just to like hit a button and be invisible for a short amount of time really helps. And, and, and the AI loses you very easily. Yeah. If they start spotting you and you go under Yeah, exactly. Like cool. they'll they'll have that question mark above their head for a second and they'll just but they have short attention spans. And I'm yeah. guessing you got Harriet next. I did get Harriet after that. Did you uh, use, I, I'm just going to walk you through and see if you figured this out or you did it the hard way like I did the first time. Did you figure out that you could put yourself invisible and go through the lasers? No. You can be yeah. invisible and walk through lasers? Hmm? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Redo. Just kidding. No, see, I eventually got, I, I got to the point where I, I got a, it's not a slab, but I got a trinket that the gas doesn't do anything to you. Oh, you got, I never got that. I got that, but died with it and never got it again. So I, I had that. So I, I Shit. didn't have to worry about that so much, but I had to look up how to get to her because I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, you, you got to go up and around. Yeah. You can shoot. There's a button on the door that's locked. You can shoot a button to open the door and then you can go kill her. Yeah. I did not know. Like, I don't know how anybody would have ever seen that. I had to look it up because I was like, I died twice already. I'm not going to die again and do all the and lose all this stuff and do all this over. Right. Yeah. So, so that that room with the three with lines the on it across from the 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 cockpit of the plane. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you're invisible, you can go and jump right through there. I didn't know that. No, but... you wouldn't. I didn't know it until I was invisible and ax almost ran through um, uh, some uh, some of that stuff when I was going back to get an upgrade to Igor's power. Yeah. But I like I. I I looked it up and you I didn't know that you could sh- I didn't know there were buttons on these doors that you could shoot like how yeah. am I supposed to how am I supposed to know that like not nowhere has could could I like and it's so small like, I don't know how because I yeah was- you're you're supposed to the hard way that I did the first time was um I threw a grenade in that room and it went through the wires and broke the wires and then exploded which yeah. alerted everyone <laughs> but I got inside and then was able to kill her and run out um. But yeah, I did the hard way. But then when I figured out the easy way, it, or the easier way, your your way is probably slightly easier too. But yeah, so I, 
I did that and I went back around and I killed her. And then I was like, I have to get back. I didn't kill anybody on the way in. So there's a million people out there. And I came so close to dying. <laughs> and I came so close to throwing my control through a window. Uh, <laughs> but I made it back. It was one of those, it's the same thing. You're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I gotta yeah. get, I gotta get back. I gotta get back. And I basically, I just ran. I, I just continued to run. I kept hitting the invisible button as soon as it was available. And I was, I just ran all the way back and I almost died as I was opening the door, but I made it. I got her power and I haven't, I like, I, I like shut the game off after I was like, I need to, I need to, <laughs> need to calm down because I was so like hyped and like my, my blood, blood was rushing. It was just yeah. like, I, all right, I got to calm down. I got to do something else. It yeah. was, uh, it, it was, it was invigorating, but at, at the same time, infuriating. Yeah, that, um, that game can be like that. It'll be more of the former than the latter as you go. Yeah, I now that I have some powers that I've infused that I can hold on to, I'm hoping the game will get a bit more fun. Because like you said, you don't even, re like you you use the powers without even thinking about them. When I was playing, I didn't have anything to, to yeah. use. So everything was very difficult. So I'm hoping now that I have a couple of slabs that I will be able to get through some of these, some of these levels a bit easier. We'll see. Jonathan may disagree with me here, but the two powers you have now, you can just leave those on and get upgrades to them and, you know, going back and killing those visionaries again. Um, yeah. That's how you upgrade it. Spoiler. Um, I, I Honestly, as long as it doesn't spoil the story, I don't really. Yeah. Um, those two powers can carry you through the whole game. The Nexus and, and the and the invisibility, whatever well, yeah, that's the, called. The fact that Nexus, you can have two people next to each other, because that's been a big problem, too. Yeah is having two people next to each other and you shoot one, what do you do with the other one? So now that you have the Nexus, the Jen, this power, when you when you do it, if you like shoot somebody with a headshot, mm -hmm. the other person standing next to them has the same thing happen to them. Oh, that's cool. So, so yeah. like if if you're stand like if you do that and you're in a, a crowd of like three or four people and you you, you get a critical hit on somebody, everybody gets a critical hit on them. Oh so. wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, and there's a um there's a power up to it that is sort of like contagion from cyberpunk um, where you put it on one or two. And then as they get into range, it starts connecting to other people. So, you know, it helps out and, in, in you know, but you got to be time it right because it, you, you know, your power drains that blue bar drain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, um, there's a couple places where there's a swarm of enemies and you can get like six. I got seven, I think and got a trophy or something for five or more. In one kill. Um, but yeah, I usually do stealth kills, like pick on and I snap one person's neck and then they all fall. Um, which is pretty satisfying. Yeah, I want you to do one thing for me, Tom. Yes. Now that you have that gas does not affect you, when you go now I'm not spoiling the story, when you go into Charlie's thing, um, there's going to be a room uh on the first floor that you can go down into, but it's full of gas. Yeah. Can you explore that for me? <laughs> I will do that for you, Mark. Yes. Um, so there has to be some kind of... There might be something really good down there for you. It might actually help you. Uh, that would um, be nice. But yeah, mm. I, I never got that power again, so I never went down there. Well, yeah. As soon as I saw that power, I was like, I have to infuse that one because yeah. I'm never going to get through this stupid level without it. Yeah, I got it pre-infusion. Because I, I got the power and I thought I didn't... I thought something happened and I lost it, but I, I had it still and I infused it. And then I was going through the level this time, and I couldn't remember if I had it still. Yeah. And I fell into the gas, and I freaked out and started running. 
And then I was like, oh wait, my health's not going down. Oh, I must still have I must still have that that trinket. Thank God. Yeah. Because that was part of my freaking out was that I was running in gas and I and I I, I couldn't I didn't couldn't see how to get out. Yeah. But thank God I had that. Yep. And then the one other advice I'll give you next step. Uh once you figure out the building um for Fia when you have to go kill her, um having that invisibility power now Jonathan slightly disagreed with me with this because he gave her a hard time. But I had figured out once I'd learned the map using that invisibility, you can basically walk right up to her and yeah. stealth kill. Her that's the hope, it. Mark. That's the that's the hope to make that. Yeah. that but, but it'll take you a bunch of times dying in there because you got to learn the the map. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Once you do, I literally went there and and maxed out her thing and never used her power <laughs> <laughs> because it was just so easy to kill her and get the other little mini trinkets. Yeah, you know that pop up. I I have yeah, to I'm, say I am a bit more excited about the game now that I've gotten. Yeah, yeah. and you haven't even gotten to the big story beat yet, so right. that 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 should make it really exciting once you get to that. So I am happy for you. Thank you. And it, like, it's one of those things where I'm still a little hesitant about it. Like, I was hesitant about picking it up and going and doing that mission, but yeah. now I feel a little better now that I got through a mission and I have I got my infusions. I'm progressing. Like before, I was just not progressing at all. It was just constant death, and I wasn't. It was just not fun. But now that I've made a little bit of progress, it it feels better. So hopefully, I will have more news in a couple of weeks. I I doubt it because Extra Life is in a couple of weeks, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, last but not least, I'm playing N64 online. My controller showed up today, and I. I don't want to rub it in anybody's face because I apparently now you can't buy them and they won't or they won't ship until next year. Uh, but I was able to purchase one, so I did. I didn't bother with the Sega one because I'm not paying fifty dollars for a Sega controller. And it's the three button one. It's the bad one. It just doesn't make any sense to me to pay fifty dollars for that. Like the sixty four controller is very specialized, so I can understand why it's fifty bucks. But I can buy a Super Nintendo controller, which is the same thing essentially as a Sega controller. And that one's 30 bucks, and the second one's 50. It doesn't mm. make any sense. Anyway, the controller for N64 works really well. It feels just like an original N64 controller. They must like have still have had all the molds for everything, because it doesn't feel any different. Um, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on if you like the N64 controller. Uh, I was playing Mario 64 to get the hang of it, and it seems to... I mean, it, it, it's got all the ranges of motion... I mean, there's going to be lag because it's emulation, so there's naturally going to be lag. So there's that, but it is what it is. Uh, I was, I could tell something was a little off because doing the the ice race down the with the penguin, uh, it took me like five or six times. I felt like Jenny. Yep, <laughs> you would have been doing that for like twenty times if you like me. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when I played it on original hardware, I did it first try, but. Anytime I have to do it like in a like on a big screen or or where there's a, a a pension for lag, I tend to have a problem for whatever. Like I overshoot stuff. But uh, I mean, if you like, if you're going to get N64 online, I would recommend either picking up that controller or I want to say Hyperkin and Retrobit have N64 style controllers for the Switch. So, and I think Retro Fighters is, has one, but so apparently it's not working very well. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe they'll update the firmware and they'll be able to get the buttons. By the way, they did update uh, Mario 64 
in Super Mario 3D All-Stars to you be able to use this controller now. So. Yeah, so this controller can work um, with any game, just about. Nintendo, I think, game. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact of games, at Mario Party Superstars. I was telling you this offline, Tom, and I, I guess it was in the same chat with Jen, so... Um, it does not work because they did not map the X and Y buttons on that Smart. controller. It's so <laughs> weird to me. Like, you so make the controller work for everything. Why? Well, because they probably weren't expecting people to do it. Um, it probably well, works for the Mario Party. Is there a Mario Party in the collection? In the Mario Party Superstars? No, no. In the co- in the uh, the Nintendo Switch uh, Online. I don't think it's there yet. But I think but it might work for that Mario Party, but since soup, since all superstars or whatever it's called has every Mario Party basically in it and all the mini games mixed, right. yeah, the ones that require the X and Y buttons, <laughs> they never mapped it. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I was watching someone stream and they were like, Ooh, I got the cool N64 controller, and the thing came up to hit X and it was like, Well, I guess I can't use this controller. She was, she was hitting all the C buttons and nothing was registering. And Nintendo being Nintendo, you can't remap the controller. Yeah. Which is so dumb. Like, you can remap all kinds of controllers. Why can't you remap that one? It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, for some reason, N64 style controllers, yeah. you can't remap them. And I yeah. don't know if that's because the C buttons are generally the right stick and they don't let you remap the right stick, but. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the, but the positive um, for Mario Party Superstars from watching that stream is that they did now allow you to use any controller for it. Like, oh, you used okay. to have to only use one Joy-Con. Oh, God. So, now you can use your, your Pro Controllers and your Wired Controllers. And can you use a GameCube controller? I guess. it. Yeah, they updated it so that it wasn't just the... Um, yeah, it used to be you, had, you only could use one Joy-Con. It wasn't even like handheld mode was like impossible. That's incredibly annoying. <laughs> oh, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Always something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, none, I'm, I'm surprised none of us got Metroid. I figured somebody would have gotten it, but... Well, it, someone that listens to the stream has played yes. Metroid. Yes. He may have some opinions. I was trying to play Dread before the stream today, or the podcast today, and I just didn't get around to it, but... Hopefully for the next podcast, I'll be able to give my thoughts. Now that I'm thinking about it, our next podcast may be delayed. Oh, no, no. We're, we'll be good. It'll be the week after. Thank God. And the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, oh, we, that, look how magical that worked out. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Think, I think it's this one, then the one after Extra Life, and I think the next one's December? Wow. It's This year has flown by. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's the... I yeah, it's feel the 5th, like I have the nineteenth, and then the third. I I feel like I haven't played any games this. Year. As dumb as that sounds, I, I'll have to go back and <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. But I feel like I did not play any like new games. Um. Yes. Hitman Three came out this year. No, it didn't. Hitman yes, Three did. came out. What did it come out January? Yes. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this conversation with friends, and I've heard it on podcast. Um, yeah. is just bring, like well, someone Cyber, brings that Cyber, up. Cyberpunk came out this year, right? Yeah, that was last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Okay. I believe so. I yeah, because it was in November. What game did Miles Morales come out this year? Or was that last year? That was last year. That was a launch game. Man, I'm so, yeah, like I said, I don't, I can't remember. Well, you can life. count Miles Morales because we're doing our favorite games list. So if you, well, yeah, like, we're, we're, because I'm going to include like 
um, remake intermission because it's we're we're gonna we're gonna have our favorite game of this year and then our favorite game period and then we'll see what it is. Yeah, I mean for for that list, my only restriction would be it can't be a retro game. Yeah, we'll have our we're we're gonna have our favorite game that didn't come out this year, which can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, it would have to be a new game that you've played. So no, like oh, I went back and played Final Fantasy VII again, and boy, is that game great! Right, because we're gonna (laughs) we will also. For those who don't know what we're talking about, we have our little year-end awards, and we're gonna we generally do our favorite game, favorite new game, like best game of the year. Then we have our favorite game we played that didn't come out this year, and then we have our favorite retro release. So yeah, that should cover our bases. Yep, yep, yeah. That's my that's my one hard and fast rule. Audience is Tom just can't constantly pick Final Fantasy VII as his favorite retro game. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tom. Okay, it's okay. But, I mean, uh, everybody knows. I mean, yeah. Mark would just continually pick um, Zelda. Zelda. Like the best. So. All right. Some uh, years I may go a link between worlds. <laughs> to mix, mix it, it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jen, tell us what, what we've missed the last part. Yeah. So this is a little bit unfortunate in my opinion because I missed it. But sometime overnight between September third and September fourth, I'm sorry, November third and November fourth. Walmart silently dropped 10,000 units of a special Halo Infinite Collector's Edition. It was $170, and it sold out, like, immediately, of course. I'm less upset. Well, so you're going to understand why I'm upset when I mention what came in this bundle. Oh, I know. You do? So it included the game, obviously. A steel bookcase, which usually comes with collector sets for the game. Um, Five patches. A plasma pistol replica bottle opener, two lanyards, a mini art book, a desktop portfolio, a special note from the developer, and an energy fucking sword desk lamp. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't know how much it was. That's why I said I'm a little less upset that I got to get this. Why, why would they yeah. not tell people that this was coming? So that this is part of the problem. So nobody really knows what's going on because Microsoft and Xbox, neither of them have announced this collection and they haven't acknowledged Walmart <laughs> dropping it. So people are wondering if they released it too early, like if it was supposed to be released much later, like closer to when the game comes out. Uh, um, so that's like the uh, Far Cry 6 thing. I don't know if you saw that, Jen. No. Did or they do that for Far Cry? No, they released the DLC early starring Danny Trejo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I, Walmart has a history of doing stupid shit like this. Yeah. Um, they also back when the um NES Classic came out, mm-hmm. they dropped some like in the middle of the night. Yes, my, yeah. I was I was up. Yeah. Like <laughs> at, it was like four in the three or four in the morning, and yep. my mother in law happened to be awake and order like four of them, and they let her order four of them. So mm-hmm. it's just like. Walmart, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah I, that's yeah. what happened here too. Yeah, I was there for the uh, Super Nintendo one, but they canceled all those orders. Yeah, well, I also we that Walmart is how we got our PS fives mm-hmm. because yeah. of something stupid that they. Yeah, that, we figured out the we. I watched the YouTube video to figure out how to. Yeah, I I I read it on on like cheap ass gamer or something like the way to get stuff at Walmart is to put it in your cart, even if even if you like you don't get it that time. Yeah. If you, as soon as it goes, like if you save it for later, as soon as the drop happens and you hit add to cart, 
it'll automatically take you through. Like as long as you're signed in and stuff, you hit add to cart and it takes you right through. Which is and what happened with yeah. with the with the, the yeah. PS5. Yeah, Walmart's broken. It's really yeah. broken. In more than one ways. <laughs> uh, my company used to be owned by Walmart, so trust me, it's very broken. I could tell you firsthand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so people are assuming that it was probably a, a drop that wasn't supposed to happen yet. And then other people are saying, well, maybe it's an unofficial bundle. But I don't think it is because the stuff in there looks to be official licensed merchandise. So who knows? But of course, you know, the scalpers are already listing these collector's editions on eBay for astronomical prices. I fucking hate scalpers. And Yeah. So people are hoping that other retailers are going to have the same collections and actually release them when they're supposed to. But I kind of doubt it for some reason. I just have that feeling like this was like one and done. Um, But I have some good news. So if you're especially hurt that you didn't secure one like I am. I did find another bundle that's similar, but a lot less awesome, but it may fill the void a little bit. So as of today, and I'm only going to give the date to give everyone an idea. So as of November 5th, Culturefly has come out with their own Halo Infinite Collectors Bundle. It's only available on Best Buy, but it has um, a Master Chief art print, a Halo hat, um, a Master Chief mug, a phone holder, some pins, I think socks, and an Energy Sword vinyl figure. So it doesn't light up. And it appears to be a lot smaller than the other one, but it's an energy sword. So, you know, sword, just putting sword. that out does, there. Does the job. <laughs> yeah, and it's only $35 or 40 bucks, so significantly less. It's just like a collectible box. It's not the game, obviously, but figured that could help some people out there who are sad. But yeah, that's well, I that, found that to be very interesting. It dropped sometime on uh, my wedding anniversary. That would have been a great gift for myself. But yeah, uh, yeah we uh, missed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well. So moving on, uh, Fortnite has announced that they're adding a new character to the game. So they are adding, if anyone's a fan of League of Legends, they're adding the infamous champion Jinx. I don't know if you guys know who Jinx is. Um, She's like the super peppy, blue, pigtail, wild girl of League of Legends. Um, And this is actually the first time a League of Legends character is going to be featured in the game, which is pretty exciting. Um, I know there's a ton of League of Legends fans out there who may also like Fortnite, so this is probably awesome for them. Um, And this is probably happening right now because Jinx is also the main character in um, Netflix's upcoming animated series. I think it's called League of Legends Arcane or Arcane League of Legends. Um, And that's coming out, I believe, tomorrow or Monday. Um, So if you're a fan of League of Legends, you'll also want to catch that on Netflix. And I believe they might be streaming it on Twitch as well. Um, but aside from the actual character skin, there's a bunch of other stuff related to Jinx that is being added to the game. Like you can get her outfit that she wears. There's like a a weapon, a pickaxe that she uses. There's a few custom loading screens and just a bunch more stuff. Um, and she's already in the game. She was added on November 4th at 8 PM Eastern. So, um, if you're a league of legends fan, you'll definitely want to take part in the sale. She's pretty cool as a character. So I could see a lot of people wanting to download her. And play as her. Um, and then moving on, just when you thought Skyrim was everywhere it could possibly be. Here we go. I found out it is now being made into a board game. So wow. this is most likely to celebrate their 10-year anniversary, which is coming up really, really soon. Um, but you can now purchase, well, you could pre-order, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim the Adventure Game. It is a tabletop RPG that features... 12 hours of story content 
And that's just if you take one direction of the game called the golden path. So you can add in all these other story choices. And then while you're role playing and doing different, like testing out different playing styles and, and all that kind of stuff, this game could go on for a really long time, like much longer than the 12 hours minimum that they're saying it's going to take. Um, and I looked up, I looked up more information on the game because I was interested. So the creators came up with a little summary on it. So I quote, they say, this new solo co-op, up to four players, game of adventure and exploration invites aspiring adventurers to return to the frost-covered lands of Skyrim, take up arms against Durgans, Daedra, Trolls, and many more wretched creatures to help the common folk sleep a little easier at night as you battle for glory. It's a dangerous time, so the party brave enough to charge headfirst into danger best have each other's back. So I think that that's freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> players can choose to be one of six races found in the game. So a Nord, a Dunmer, an Imperial, an Altmer, a Kaj Kajit. I hate saying it because I always say it wrong. And an Orsimer. Um, and then you'll also be able to equip different kinds of weapons and spells and armor. Um, they're going to have Riften, Whiterun, other really iconic Skyrim locations in the board game. Um, so it's basically like you're playing the game, you know, as much as you could possibly play a game board game as a video game. I don't know if that makes any sense. That didn't come out right. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. It's really awesome. This I think this board game is going to do a really good job of capturing the feeling of Skyrim as a video game. Um, it is set to release in the summer of 2022, so not too far from now. So like I said, you can pre-order it right now. Um, it is available on GameFound. So it is $92 if you want just the base version. Um, you can add on expansions to bring the price up to $190. Or if you want to be really awesome, you can go for the special edition, which comes with special minis and extra tokens and all this other stuff. And it could be as much as $300. <laughs> so tell me, please tell me you did not pre-order the $100. No. I did not. I didn't pre-order anything yet because I mentioned it to Dan and he kind of gave me that look like, <laughs> how much did you just say? So I feel like the Dan might be, look? it might yeah. be dangerous to pre-order that. But <laughs> We all know the look. Yeah, the look. Uh, but I think that that's really cool. I think um, it's kind of I'm trying to think it's probably going to be very similar to in, in some ways to the Risk board game. If anyone's played that, oh, yeah. um, maybe mixed in with D&D. So I think it'll be interesting. I do mm. I do want to see if I can get my hands on one at some point, but maybe maybe when it's not $92. I don't know. Might get real hate for this, but it it sounds like Warhammer, the yeah. the board game Warhammer. I don't know if you guys have I haven't played it, but I've heard a little bit about it. It's kind of like it's kind of like Skyrim in a board game. It I mean, that sounds interesting. I mean, I can't imagine spending $300 on a board game, but then again, I I don't play board games, so it's not. Right. I guess I'm not really the target audience. But hey, if you want to, if you want to do like I, another thing, I I personally have never done is play a board game by myself. Yeah, like you, said, you could play solo. Like I mm -hmm. don't know that I, I would because I would just cheat. <laughs> like, well, I feel like I feel like this game is definitely for the kind of board gamer who is okay with leaving and coming back and continuing a game. Like like I said, like Risk. Sometimes Risk takes hours. So days, days. Yeah, right. Exactly. So <laughs> this is definitely that for that kind of gamer. Um, yeah. I could see myself enjoying this game. Also, I had a conversation with a friend who wants to start D&D, &D, but he doesn't have people to play with, really. And he was wondering if there are solo 
adventures and there kind of are but there really isn't because you really should have a dm guiding you this could fill that void too for someone like you said like i've never played a solo board game this could be something similar to being able to play D solo sort of yeah um yeah but i think I it's like cool i i could i could agree with that i would i think that if if i i know there's a lot of board games you can play by yourself that are mm-hmm. in this vein but Skyrim, I feel like, is going to be very... If you've played Skyrim, the video game, it will give you that. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun to... Like I said, I would like to play it, but for $92, I am being the biggest Skyrim fan I've ever met. I don't know if I can justify that paying that much for a board game, but I mean, I don't know if it has like a ton of replayability to it. Maybe it's worth it. I'm not sure. I'd really have to think on that, but... um. I'll uh, I'll look forward to hearing what people have to say about it. Hopefully I can find some reviews on it. And then if anyone listening ever gets it, let me know what you think of it. Sell it to me, please. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what people have to say about it. I mean, yeah, I, you know, we've gotten into D&D a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've never played and besides risk. I've never really played another board game before. So I'd be interested to hear about it. Yeah, same. So my last thing to discuss is um, kind of some exciting preliminary news coming from Sega and Microsoft. Um, And it hasn't been solidified yet, but Sega and Microsoft are currently in talks to establish a partnership with each other. Um, So actually, you can find an article on Sega's official website, which explains their plans, um, should they team up with Microsoft. So it's in the works. Um, So Sega's cheap goal is to develop super games. Um, so they kind of explain that as large-scale global online community games with IP utilization. Like these are all, uh, what do you call them? Like power words from like, their website. Sounds like um, Star Online. Yeah, people are speculating we might be in for um, for a new era of games from them, which will be interesting. Um, like if Sega were to develop and publish multiplayer games like MMOs. So that's that's what people are kind of assuming that might come out of this. Um, so the Sega Corporation president and COO was also very excited for the proposed partnership. He came out with a, um, fairly wordy statement on how pleased he is to announce that they're working through this strategic alliance. Um, he basically said it's, it's going to be helping them develop their new super game initiative and build a next generation game development environment. Um, so, I mean, like I said, it's really wordy, but if you guys want to read it, it's all on their website. Um, and then even Sarah Bond, who's the CVP of Microsoft, um, had some really nice words for Sega. She was saying that they've played such an iconic role in the gaming industry so far, and they've been a great partner over the years. So they're looking forward to working together as much as they can to create new you know, and unique gaming experiences. So I think that's pretty interesting. We'll have to see what comes of that. But it sounds like it's more than speculation. It's they're they're actively trying to reach an agreement. So maybe within the next few months, we'll hear some more news on that. Yeah, I mean, people don't remember this, but Sega, when they went belly up, uh, one of their first things they did was develop games for the Xbox. So mm-hmm. they developed a lot of games for the Xbox. So I'd be interested to see what they have going on now. This sounds sounds like a cool thing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, hopefully Sega, I mean, I feel like I haven't heard anything like besides like stuff like uh, Sonic Mania, there hasn't been a whole lot of Sega news. I feel like so this is exciting. Yeah. All right. 
Well, if that wraps up the news, we might as well get right on into our cringy, cringy. (laughs) So someone had given us the idea, our friend Jonathan had given us the idea to talk about games that we like, but are considered cringy. And cringe can be very uh, subjective. Mm -hmm. So our games are going to be, are going to vary very differently, I would imagine. So this should be interesting. Some may agree that they're cringy. Some may say, some people may say that they're not. It is what it is. We'll see. We'll see what you think. Let us know on Twitter and uh, yell at us and tell us that we're all idiots. <laughs> um, so I'm interested. I know Jen's going to have some. <laughs> I'm, Baby. I'm, just, I, I'm more. I want to see what's weird stuff Mark has. So Mark, why don't you get us going? Yeah. So um, I wasn't 100 percent sure exactly what this topic was about. So um I came up with the idea of cringe being games that I like that are really good that I would be embarrassed to show other people that I play. Yeah, I'd um, say that's cringy. Okay. Um, so the first thing that came to my mind, and um, this is more for like non-gamer friends and family, is um, my love of the Tales of series. Um, first played it with Vesperia. Um, currently, um, I beat that game. I beat Zillia. You know, played, dabbled with a bunch of them, um, uh, and currently um, have uh, Bisteria um, uh, playing through now. Um, it's just the fact that it, it's a very, it, it's an anime-ish game. Um, ish might even be able to be chopped off, but um, yeah, just the idea of the different outfits and the, the crazy stuff you can put the characters in um, leads to some of the less, more apropos, fringy uh, parts of, of anime culture. Um, so, uh, yeah, I really love those games. I think they're really wacky and get to the true heart of, of crazy anime stuff. Um, and I like to do a lot of the goofy outfits and not the ones that are way too sexy for kids that are probably supposed to be teenagers, um, in this game. Uh, but yeah, I recommend anyone that, that likes, um, a good, um, active, I guess it would be like, um, I'm I'm blanking on the, the type of combat where you can run around and, you know, active battle, I guess it's called, um, where you you still go into an arena, like you get the random battle um, thing and you're in an arena, but you can move around and hit buttons. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like like remake Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But uh, you have a lot more moves than you do in that game because um, you can cast spells and. Uh, one of my favorite parts of Tales of, which I would love to get um, you guys involved for maybe a co-op thing of it, is that you can play up to four players in it and control all four players um, on there. So, yeah, um, I first uh, saw some people play it on Twitch, um, playing through Symphonia, um, the GameCube one. Um, and that was obvious one to do because you could plug four GameCube controllers into the GameCube. Um so, but it carries on throughout um, the games. Uh, so, yeah, Tales of probably not as cringy as as, um, as some people are probably like. That's not that bad. Um, but of the things that I actually play, it's the one that I'm like. Someone knocks on on the door or says they're coming over, and I'm sort of like pause back to TV. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't playing anything. Nothing. Nothing weird going on. I was just watching porn. It's fine. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just <laughs> pornography. Not, not anything weird. Um, so, yeah, that was the first game that came to mind. All right. Uh, since Jen probably has the, the best ones, I'm going to let her go last. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to jump in here. I, I'm going to say I really like the Kingdom Hearts Mel- 
It's a it's a goofy uh, rhythm game about a game that makes no sense. It's another one of those things, like Mark said, if I was playing it and somebody was coming over, I would have to like turn it off real quick. Be like, yeah, I was I was I was playing DDR. That's what I was doing. <laughs> um, I, was, I was playing Doom. Let's <laughs> play Duke Nukem. That's what I was playing. But yeah, like I like it. It seems like a super kitty aimed at not aimed at me type of game. But it's one of those games where I like music, so I'm I would like to play a rhythm game because I like the music in those games. It's kind of half the reason I play them. But yeah, I I can understand why someone will go. You're playing. You're playing. A, you're playing a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. Isn't that for like kids? Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it yeah i i would understand if someone didn't think it was cringy but i can definitely see why someone would think it was a cringy style to play as an adult male in his 30s so yeah uh i'm i'm just gonna stop talking before i, I dig myself a giant <laughs> hole uh jen go ahead okay so i just want to preface i don't know how if my games are going to be as crazy as you made it sound like they could be but you guys could be the judge of that uh, my first one is definitely something you guys both have heard of, and that is the Dead or Alive. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna scoop the whole series in there. Uh, yeah, go. Because let's be honest, <laughs> someone walks into a room while you're playing Dead or Alive, it might be a little cringy. Um, Are we talking it, beach volleyball too here? So what I did was I start. I'm gonna start talking about it, and then I'm gonna get into the the most cringy one that I have come across, which is pretty wild. And it's not, it's not volleyball. Oh wow. Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, we know it's cringy mainly due to the shameless female character design, more specifically questionable boob physics. They and on and off. Yes. <laughs> I've always been a huge fan of these games, mainly because I was really into fighting games at the time um, and anime, which is prevalent in these games. And a friend of mine owned the game, so we'd always play them together. So it was kind of just a mix of, you know, all of those things put together. Excuse me, put together. Um, and I never took the overly sexual character design too seriously. It was only it was only silly to me, if anything. Um, and then you move on to beach volleyball, <laughs> where, where the cringe really sets in. Um, but the absolute king of cringe in this series is Dead or Alive Extreme Three, which, if anyone listening doesn't know, they call it a sports game. And I say that with air quotes, even though you can't see me. I could feel them. Uh, there's rock climbing, capture the flag kind of race. Um, obviously beach volleyball, and then the very official sport of butt battling, where what? you get on a float with your competitor in a bikini, and you have to slam your butts together in an effort to knock each other off the float. That sounds like a great sport to me. It yeah. sounds great, and it is so great. <laughs> is this they so should really add it to the Olympics. How did you I know me. this existed? <laughs> is, is this also the game? I know one of them had the, like, side mini game where you, like, can put suntan lotion on the girls? Yep. There's suntanning, yeah. there's bathing suit malfunctions. <laughs> it's just, it's cringe at its finest. Um, And the most, for anyone who can't imagine the level of cringes in that specific game, just watch the trailer. Because they sum it all up perfectly in the trailer. It is, it's hilarious. But regardless, I love Dead or Alive. It'll always have a special place in my heart. But uh, definitely one of those games where if someone walked in the room while I was playing with questionable boob physics, they would be like, hey, uh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so yeah, that's my first one. <laughs> well, that's great. I, that's the kind of stuff I was hoping for, Jen. Okay, cool. I'm glad you, I could deliver. Yeah, you delivered, <laughs> definitely. All right, Mark. So um, I probably, the, of all the topics I ever did, I probably had the hardest time 
doing this because I don't um, outside of of I didn't want to just keep doing anime video games because I could have mentioned Persona, um, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but it was just been the same genre. That's really the only genre I play that would have any cringiness to it. So I went to take a segment of a game I really liked um, and use that. Um, and it would be um, the sections of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five after you get quiet. Um, I can see that. And, and you can, and all the times you can go visit her um, when she's in prison um, downstairs, and it is just fan service at its finest, where she's you know sunbathing topless, not like you can't see anything. She's like on her stomach. Um, you know, and and the uh, and the um, obviously um, famous scene in the rain where she just rolls around in that very um, uh, suggestive outfit in the rain for way too long um, because Kojima um, just has this thing with <laughs> with women in his games. Um, I went back and, and recently watched somebody play through Police Knots, and there's a whole mechanic in that game where you can fondle girls' breasts. And I'm just like, oh, he's been horny since the 90s. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, Japan in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, that that's probably the only other thing without just lumping all my anime RPGs I play. Because um, <laughs> it would be cheating. Um, would just be like, when I got to that um this section in metal gear 5 i was just like oh i don't this is how do i explain this to anybody that has never so you see <laughs> she breathes through her skin that is why she's almost naked that's why she can't wear clothes that's why she can't wear clothes it's perfectly, perfectly scientific acceptable. yeah <laughs> breathes through her skin oh god oh good so, so bad and so good <laughs> so yeah that was the other thing that came to mind but i will put it out there again um, I do play Persona. I do play Tales. I have started to play Trails. Um, mm, yeah, so just as bad. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, so the I that would be cheating, as I said, to lump all of those and just give oh three separate examples hmm. uh, because they're all basically the same example um, of it. Um, the only thing that made Tales stand out that I mentioned it is the uh, aforementioned ability to dress them up in costumes that you can buy DLC. Um, that are just basically, oh, every girl is in a bikini, yeah, um, you know, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So um, if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five yet, sorry for the spoiler about Quiet. It's um, only ten years old at this point. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the last time I felt cringe. That wasn't one of my anime RPGs. Yeah. So I have a different type of cringe. Yeah. Uh, for this one, I have bro cringe for for this one. So it's Halo. You- no, Damn. <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't gone back and played Tony Hawk's Underground or Underground 2 or oh, American yeah. Wasteland, dear God, <laughs> uh, I, I was watching somebody play through one of them and I was like, God, no, you couldn't you couldn't put any of this in a video game today. Like just the shit that they got away with in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s was amazing. Just like just some of the like. The characters are super non-PC and just like, it's just awful. Like some of the, the cringe factor is off the charts for these. Just, just for the mere fact of it, they're based, they're basically all based on Jackass. So if you go back and watch Jackass, all of it is cringy. 
all of all of it would never work today, which I think is probably why we haven't seen a Jackass movie in the past. When was the last one? Ten years ago? I think they're coming out with a new one, though. Yeah, a new one just got delayed. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like this. Just the the stuff that they got away with, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up this guy's house for no reason. Like, you can't do you can't do any of this stuff anymore. It's just like I don't. I can't imagine them trying to make like an American wasteland. Don't worry, Tom. In the trailers for the new Jackass, they covered one of the guys in honey and put salmon mm-hmm. on his lap and then let a bear inside the room and locked the door behind him. I think they also tied him up so he couldn't get away. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that they go through in, in these games, too. And it's just like it, without con- doing stuff without consent. And oh, it's just ooh, it it like I can't think of like a more cringy <laughs> game than than those going back and playing them now. I mean, like, I've. I've seen some of the jackasses, and while the full movie isn't as funny as it used to be when I was younger, you know, there are still some really good things, and there were some really good things in this trailer, but I can't imagine making a whole video game out of it, and it's still being, you oh, know. Yeah. Like, um, like, some of the some of the missions in those games, it's just like, how how do you get away with this stuff? Hmm. But Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I mean, you can't make the video game version of pulling back a giant hand. And then and letting it go and smacking yeah. people while they walk through a door. <laughs> that will always be funny. Yeah, that was that. That's probably my favorite thing out of any of those. <laughs> Even though it probably was the one that killed most, mo- the most brain cells. It still was fun. All right. So Jen, uh, end us here with a with a, with a bang. I can only imagine. Okay. So this one is a mobile game, and honestly, when we first were thinking about our topic for this podcast, many mobile games came to mind. <laughs> Um, but this one I feel like kind of, uh, combines a lot of the cringy mobile games that exist currently. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of this game. It's called the Arcana game. Um, it's one of those games where a while back it was advertised all over Facebook and all over Instagram, um, because it has really beautiful artwork in the game. And that's what actually hooked me at first, which I'm sure is their whole plan. So basically, this is an interactive visual story where you play as a character who is a tarot card reader and you wake up in a tarot card shop or a tarot shop with no memory at all of who you are, anything that happened in your past. And you're visited by a person who is really impressed by how great you are at tarot card reading. So they offer you an invitation to go to the palace in in the city. But in exchange, you have to help solve the mystery of who murdered their partner. So that doesn't seem that bad, right? So, of course, right after this, the game swiftly turns into a dating simulator where you run into several characters who are very obviously going to be your love interests. And you have to have conversations with them where with them where your responses determine your relationship status. And like I said, the artwork is really cool, but it's so overdone, admittedly, in many other aspects like you have the the most overdone character personalities, like you have your magical mentor with a mysterious past and the powerful and sexy countess of the city and then the bad boy outsider and the sweet and innocent handmaiden. Like, it's so cringy. And the game goes on with a decent murder mystery storyline, but it's just really hard to get past the cringe of the dating simulator. Like, both things just really don't, go together but somehow it still like hooked me (laughs) so this is one of those things where it's cringy i know how cringy this is and i i still like it for some reason 
And I think, like I said, a lot of it has to do with the artwork because it's really interesting, the style and the colors and the murder mystery part's cool. But the whole fact that you're doing you're playing a dating simulator and the game also gets really slow at one point where they really push it on you to pay your way to be able to continue through the game. Oh, and I worst. hate that shit so yeah. much. And that's a typical mobile game thing to do as well. Um, so you either have to wait hours to progress a little bit at a time, or you have to like buy coins or whatever they call it to go through the game. Um, which is also adding to the cringe, but yeah, the fact that you, it's like the, it's the dumbest conversations that you have with these characters in this dating sim. And it's such a typical, you know, like I haven't played, I've only played one other dating game sim in the past. And that I think I've mentioned this. It was because my grandparents had gotten it for me as a gift when I was in high school because they saw it was an anime game. And that's all that they thought that was necessary for me to like a game. And it turned out to be <laughs> a very strange game that was not for me. Um, but this checks off those boxes. It's just, it's cringy. It's, it's awkward. It's conversations are weird. If I could just shut off the dating sim part and play the murder mystery part, that would be cool. But uh, Again, yeah. Yes. I didn't expect the S word for you to use there was slow. Slow? Why? What, what would you, you think? You were like, then this game got slow. <laughs> I was ex I was expecting a different SL word. Ah, I see. Well, I haven't gotten far enough through it to know if that's also a a word to use. But uh, yeah, there's uh, 22 dating. chapters, though. It, it, it's a dating sim. I'm pretty sure it gets slutty at some point. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> ugh, the characters, the characters that they force. It, there's only six, I believe, six dateable characters, and there's a ton of NPCs that you run into. But the dateable characters, honestly, I wouldn't date any of them. Let's be honest. They're weird. Like I said, they're really overdone. They're just like, it's such like an eye roll. Every time that you meet a new one of them, you're like, oh, God, this is another one that I have to choose. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Okay. I can't it say it like, enough. Like a mobile game version of The Bachelor. That's all I can think of. Kind of. Yeah. But then they like they put, like I said, this like magical tarot uh and murder mystery spin on it which like kind of like got me back in but then it's also just really cringy when you have to talk to people in the game it's just it's an annoyance i don't know why i play it but <laughs> i figured that it fit the uh the conversation today so oh it I, 100% fits the conversation today and i'm yeah. so glad you played it thanks <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry and i'm i'm glad at the same time yeah yeah i'm interested to see i know this game actually apparently has a huge following which i didn't realize um, I've seen a lot of, uh, really great reviews about the game. I know that there are some positives in it, but, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's a cringe for sure. It's for me. Thing. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that there's some cringe worthy games for you guys. If you enjoy that sort of thing, go and check out the stuff we talked about. Um, there's ways to play all of them. So feel free to try them and let us know if it hit your cringe bone. All right. <laughs> Enough cringe, let's get on to the retro light game this week, which was Mario Kart 64 for the Nintendo 64. Uh, Jen and I had a somewhat special stream to play together on S Nintendo Switch Online, which actually worked out a lot better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're not reviewing that version, we're reviewing the original. So, uh, Jen, this was probably one of your first big video game experiences, right? When you were a kid? Uh... Yeah, it was definitely one of them for sure. 
Um, I played a lot of uh, Super Mario 64, a lot of Spyro. Um, so yeah, this was definitely up there though for me. I, I feel like at this point, Mario Kart 64 for us was the game you either played this or you played Goldeneye when you went to your friend's house that had a yeah. 64. <laughs> yep. There was, it was one or the other. Or you played a wrestling if you were Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark, why don't you tell us where you're coming from with this? Uh, so I did play uh, through some more Mario Kart, thankfully, from uh, my Uncle Vim um, and his to uh, download a um, uh, a good, better emulator than I had when I was playing through Mario Party. Um, so first things first, um, a lot easier to get um, all the cups and all the CCs in here than it is in Mario Kart 8. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, and getting the uh, the um, the new opening title screen, which might be my one of my favorite Easter eggs um, of it. Uh, so it was fun going through it again and realizing, um, you know, how how much that the difficulty ramps up and how much drifting becomes uh, necessary as you go up the CCs. Um, so that was fun. Um, and also I was able to uh, quickly. Uh, show my nieces the game um and they found the uh multiplayer with the balloon part boring so i don't know how to take that um <laughs> so yeah that was my experience with it. i love mario kart it's one of the um i think i had like eight n64 games because it was right before the era where i got a job and was able to buy my own games um so it was one of the few ones i had so i i played it a hell of a lot played it a hell of a lot through our lives um but yeah it was it was fun to play it with the um you know the going the original way through an emulator rather than paying the extra money for the nintendo switch online to play what is a slightly broken version music wise and stuff like that i've heard um you've heard correct so um it was a good experience this game's amazing it's probably my second favorite mario kart um well, technically third because one and one A and one B are tied, which is eight and double dash. Um, but you know, it still handles fine. Um, you just gotta understand that it's not as advanced as those newer games. So some of the tricks you learn for those don't really work on this. And um, and update from when I was talking on the stream, Tom, I was able to do the uh, the glitch in Wario Stadium once. Nice. Uh-huh. To jump over that wall. Well, I haven't not, been able to repeat it. I said that's not did an easy once. one to, to get. Did it once. It I and it didn't matter because it was almost the end of the race. So everybody else was like <laughs> two laps ahead of me by the time I made the jump. Um, but I was determined. Um, it's like any time I fix a computer in my house, I'm like I don't know what I did, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, I was I was happy to get back into it. I wish we could have you know had an in person multiplayer. Um, uh, time to do it because that's always the fun part is just you know you know um busting on your friends um yeah, on the on the couch is, is yeah. where this game mm-hmm. really shines <laughs> which hopefully we'll get to do you know in a few yeah but um jen how about i uh, i mean did you did you you had an n64 that was like your first console right yes yeah so was this one of the games that you that you had Yep, this is one of them. Um, I didn't have many. I had uh, Super Mario 64, and I had this, pretty much, um, which was fine. I mean, this is 
One of the best ways when you're a kid, you know, to spend time with your siblings and maybe one of the worst, most fight inducing ways. But um, I don't know. I've always loved Mario Kart. I think if I had to rank my favorites, I think this one actually slightly beats out Mario Kart 8 for me. And only because I'm so much worse at Mario Kart 8. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just can't. The drifting in that game is is so different and I just can't. I can't get it. I know if I really sit down and I practice a lot, I will get better at it. But the difficulty is just is so much harder to me in eight. So I think this game ranks a little bit higher <laughs> than that game. But um, it's just a classic, classic couch co-op. It's awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it on stream. Uh, it's always more fun to play with friends. I mean, I played it solo as well, but it's always more fun to play with friends. This is just one of the best, one of the best games um, from my childhood. And it continues through to today. It's just awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I didn't have an N64 growing up, but I knew a couple people who did. And like I said, it was either this game or or GoldenEye that was in the system nine times out of ten when we were when we were playing N64. And I got a lot of playtime in Mario Kart 64. And it really, I think it really like it kind of did the thing where Mario Kart on the SNES was like the benchmark and then Mario Kart 64 kind of brought it into like modern times being 3D and I feel like most kart games that came out after that were based on Mario Kart like you look at Crash Team Racing and stuff like that I feel like they all were basically just emulating Mario Kart 64 so it was kind of like it's kind of like the the daddy of of um, car racing. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's the zaddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I think I, I, you know, what, what else can you say about Mario Kart 64? If you haven't yeah. played it, you need to play it. There's, yeah. it's one, like it's, it's, it's one of those games that if you can get an N64 and a big enough TV and have four people sit on, together and play it, it will be one of the most fun experiences you've ever had. It's just, it's one of the, it's one of the best multiplayer games of all time. I, just just for the mere fact of you know the way that you can you can there like the the first time the blue shell shows up and like you, all that stuff originated in this game. So I feel like you got to you got to give it a shot at least one time with four people in an N sixty. If you can't do that, it's it, you might not get as much of an experience. I mean, we could we could talk in circles with this all day. I feel mm -hmm. like. Like like I said, we'll be playing this during Extra Life. It's yep. generally when Ant shows his gaming muscles and tells us how bad we are at the game. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So look forward to that when we when we go and play. But uh, I guess we'll, let's just get get to it and give it a score. Uh, Jen, what do you give it? Five out of five. It's classic. It's fun. You can't go wrong with Mario Kart. Okay, Mark. Uh, uh doing my half point scale that you guys hate four point five. <laughs> um, out of five, only because there are two games better than this, and um, they deserve the fives, in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to give it a five, though, because it's it's good. At, it, it's like it, it's it's like I said, it's what every kart racing game is built off of. So I can't I can't take away from this game. So I got to give it a five. I'm sure most of you saw that coming, but. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully you can pick it up if you've never played Mario Kart before. You should definitely pick it up. Even if you like newer Mario Karts, you should still go back and try this. I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you like 8, I would even say pick it up um, if you're just curious about how those levels looked originally. 
Yeah, it's cool to see where everything came from because a lot of these levels continued to get to be uh, remade and up- updated into the new game. It's definitely worth checking out where all those all those levels. Came. All right, let us spin the wheel. Okay, we are playing Castlevania for the NES. Ooh. Spooky time just ended, but and eh, we can extend it a little further. <laughs> yep. We so we've played Castlevania four, I think, and two. So this will be the first time we get the original. I'm did pretty we happy. Play, did we play four? Or did we play the one for the PC eighty eight? Uh, we oh, we played three games. I think we played Castlevania four. We played we played Rondo, Rondo. Rondo of Blood, and now and two, and now we're playing one. So I'm excited about this because one is way better than two. So hopefully yes. I won't have a hissy fit on stream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, maybe we'll even have uh, a, a retro roulette hour or so when we play this during Extra Life. We'll see. Yeah, if we, yeah, if we, yeah. we can definitely do both. That'd be cool. But yeah, I'll be playing this on stream if you're listening to this to the day it comes out tonight. So come check it out over there. And uh, Mark, you want to let everybody know about our family of podcasts before we get out of here? Um, so we have our D&D podcast, Stranger Damies. Um Airs every other Wednesday, despite the fact that it's released on Thursday and Friday, the past two episodes. Um, that was just because of uh, editorial um, needs, um, because for some reason it sounded like Dan's character was whispering. So I, <laughs> I had to go through the entire episode to edit. So I apologize for the, the weird changes in volume levels, um, because I don't know why he's one of the loudest of us. And he was the hardest to edit. So um, hopefully that will not be an issue um, going forward. Um, we have our movie podcast. They call this a movie. Airs every Thursday. You can find it on Spreaker and anywhere you get podcasts. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at TheMainDamey. com is our website where all of our content is located. That includes podcasts and, and anything written. Uh, so be sure to check that out if you want to be caught up with, with all things from the Main Damey family of... Uh, podcast um and then um we have extra life coming up um this will probably be the last time to really push it for um uh the game vault podcast audience so um we are streaming on twitch.tv slash game vault pod saturday november 13th um so if you're listening to this afterwards don't worry you can still donate um you can go to tinyurl.com back uh, slash mark hates art that's at tonyrl.com slash art And donate as little or as much as you want. Every little bit counts. Um, if you do listen to this before the 13th, we have some special things going on. If you do donate during that day, we'll have a wheel. Um, I'm getting a Plinko uh, home game thing um, to, that we could do something wacky with. Um, so we'll have some fun with some donations day of. And also, the stream is great. We'll be starting at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, um, going for 24 hours. Um, probably because we're older, there'll be some shifts, so it probably will not be the five of us at all times on TV as the night goes along. Um, but we will be consistent throughout the entire uh, time period. Um, so be sure to check us out. If you have any questions, uh, send a, a DM or a um, you know just a message on Twitter with any questions or any suggestions for games or things we should put on the wheel. Um, all of that is great. And um, also forgot to mention to Strangers, Amy's. We're going to do our traditional Talking to Strangers episode, uh, which will air the Friday before Extra Life. 
um, that never airs on this typical Stranger Damies Day because it's supposed to be your lead-in um, to uh, the uh, session that we open Stranger Damies with every um, So do be on the lookout for that. We are going to be recording that on Wednesday, uh, November 10th. So if you're hearing this on Monday and you want any questions for us to ask during that podcast about D&D, about the campaign, about anything, um, send a tweet uh, to at Stranger Damies or at Roxy Foxy or at Tom Schuster or at Off The Mark Tweet. Um, and we'll be sure to get it on air um, for you. And, um, you know, just have some fun. Um, with some special guests. It's going to be a good time. We have a big announcement um, on that podcast as well. So uh, be sure to check it out. And Jen... When do we normally stream on twitch.tv slash gameballpod? <laughs> so we normally stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday for now. That may change going forward. Uh, but Mondays alternate with Retro Roulette, where Tom plays our newest Retro Roulette game and gives his initial thoughts, and Mark usually joins him for that. Or it's usually Retro Monday or Multiverse Monday, where Tom uh, is currently playing through Chrono Trigger, but that is on hold right now because he is actually fulfilling a sub-goal that we amazingly hit on Yay. Twitch. So he's playing through RE2 Remake right now. Um, but no matter what, Mondays are a lot of fun. So please be sure to come and hang out with us on Mondays. Uh, Wednesdays is our co-op day uh, where all three of us jump on a fir first person shooter game. Right now we're playing through Back for Blood. The servers have been uh, nice to us the last few weeks, which is good. So, um, you know, if that's ever an issue, then we usually switch over to Master Chief Collection. Um, but that's a good time as well. And then Thursdays is co-op day as well. Uh, right now it's uh, Mark and I playing through It Takes Two. And then Tom and Mark have a game lined up as soon as our game is over. Um, but like I said, there's three games a week right now or three days a week right now that we stream. Um, but we will let you know on our Twitter account or on our Discord if we decide on changing that. Jen, you might as well just you might as well plug your your own stuff, too. You might, you got it. You got this this platform. You might as well flaunt it. <laughs> Okay. Um, I also personally have my own Twitch stream that I do. Uh, so I stream every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So kind of alternating with Game Vault. So I'm kind of always streaming <laughs> in some location, except for Mondays and Fridays, essentially. Um, so I play a lot of horror variety games. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can come check me out. It's usually around 9 to 9.30 Eastern time I play. And then I play into the wee hours of the morning because I'm a psychopath. So, uh, yeah, I am at Roxy Foxy on Twitch, which is R-O-X-I-I-F-O-X-I-I. -I -I. And uh, I am under that account as well, but I'm hanging out modding chat for Mark and Tom on Monday. Awesome. Everybody, please go check out because it's a lot of fun. She's yeah. got a great community going. So uh, feel free to jump in and have some fun with everybody. And uh, let's see, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have any need for retro console accessories, whether they be controllers or cables or power supplies or flashcards or mods or pretty much anything you can think of, head on over there via the link in the description of this podcast. And anytime you use that to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So a lot of stuff coming up. Hope you guys are ready. Hope you guys are psyched as we are. So. If uh, if you are, let us know on Twitter. Like Mark said, let us know if you want to see anything on stream. If you if you have any ideas for our wheel, let us know, and we'll be happy to uh, oblige. So, thanks again for hanging out. Hope you all are staying safe. And for Mark and Jenny, I am Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.